Good day, ladies and gentlemen of Civ Classic. I am Warm Wizard, and this is Box Talk, where we not only talk about the server, but we talk to you. Today, we have a special guest from another server. Mods, please don't ban me or remove this post for promoting another server to talk about Expand. His name is Deadbeef, and he is the lead developer for Expanded's plugins. He will tell you all about that. Before we begin though, there is something I really need to talk to all of you about. I love this community and I love this podcast. I love using my creative abilities in this podcast. Box Talk has helped me through some tough times. When I broke up with my girlfriend of five years, I dedicated more time into doing this and the reception I have received inspires me. With that in mind, I've decided I need to take a break from doing box talks. I will tell you why. To start, I don't really know if I like how I've acted on here since I got back into doing them at the beginning of this year. I thought that having controversy on my show would help bring conversation to the community, as well as I had some personal things against who I targeted. For example, BG. At times, I admire what you bring to this server, but I still think you're hypocritical when you get on your high horse and condemn other people for actions you yourself have done. I really thought I'd be able to give my opinion on that to the whole server in a talk show style. Well, many receive my opinions more as fact, so did not go that way. Over time, I did realize that BG you're very strong-moraled and a thoughtful guy. I still can't say I agree with everything that you say and do, but I still respect you as a player as well as a person. I am not one to get involved in Mindman. I really, really suck at Minecraft. Like I may be one of the worst players on this server, I am that bad. I understand how the plugins work, but I am worse than a new friend when it comes to vanilla Minecraft elements. And PvP? Don't get me started. Saren Solaris taught me some basic stuff, but even he couldn't teach me. I play this for the community and all the different interactions people have with each other. I found a way to contribute, and I realized I'm pretty decent at it. Recently though, I just haven't had the drive. Plenty of the criticism mostly valid, have worn me down. I sometimes dread making another episode because I know I'll get a downvote brigade as soon as I post an episode. Not Coney levels of downvote brigades, but still enough to where I notice. I got burned out of the community that way. Lastly, my show and actions have affect my host nation, Columbia. I have been with the nation for some time, and I love every person in there. But one thing that really started to upset me was I would say something someone would dislike, and that what I said would reflect onto Colombia. I'll say it once again, I do not represent Colombia because I am just a citizen. They value free speech that isn't hate speech. So to everyone that uses, just when it's convenient, that what I say does reflect Columbia, 
I'm not funded by them. They barely support me in my actions, and there have been many times where they've disagreed with what I've said. To put it in perspective, does CNN or Fox News represent the United States? I don't think so. And yes, that does mean I am leaving Colombia. So that my views are no longer perceived associated with the nation. To Colombia, the Grand Duke Cadix, and to others, I still love all of you. I'm sorry I did not help as much as I should have, and I'll definitely miss all of you. So yeah, this is why I've decided to take a break from box talk, also to leave Colombia. I do plan to come back when I have fresh ideas in my head with a fresh mind. Every episode will still be available to listen, and I'll continue spending the $15 per month for premium on SoundCloud so that they stay up there. By the way, in case of you're wondering, the reason why I do that is because a basic user gets, I believe, three hours of content that they get to upload, and obviously, I've way gone beyond that. So I've decided to put my own money to keep using SoundCloud for podcasts. Now, I am not leaving the server, though. I have a fresh idea I have been excited to talk to you about. I still will be in Civ Classic, but I am going to find a new group. I am finding a monastery in Civ Classic with its location outside of Nation Claims and somewhere hidden in the server. The idea is we will be monks dedicated to studying ourselves as players and the nature of player interaction with the plugins on the server. We will take a break from the drama in our nations and the community and be isolated to detox and to think. Every monk in the group can play as much or as little as they want or leave whenever they want. They will each have an equal say in decisions like adding to the monastery or suggesting a new practice completely isolated. We will not be on the subreddit, nor in any nation's discords, nor in any group outside the ones for this order. We will be away from the toxicity to focus on ourselves. I know I plan to reflect on who I am on the Civ genre, and what I can do to improve myself. There are already a few people that will be joining me on this mission. I invite any of you that are interested to private message me. I'll answer any of your questions and you'll be considered for joining. We are looking for people that want to take a break from the drama, but not from the server. For people that want to work closely with others with same ideals, with the same goal that they may not have before. If you wish to give this practice a try, please let me know. So here, we'll begin my final interview for a while with Dead Beef. We had a great conversation, and I left it really intrigued by Expand. I think it has a lot of potential, and you should listen. Until next time you hear from me, I love all you guys. I look forward to hearing from you again soon. And here we are with Dead Beef to talk about Expand. How are you today? Um, today I'm good. Maybe a little bit tired from working on the server, but that's about it. 
Oh, I understand that. All right, let's uh, get started with this. Uh, before we talk about the server, give us a little bit of background about you. Uh, what is your experience with developing for Minecraft servers like this? Uh, well, I've been developing for Minecraft servers in general since before plugins were a thing, basically the alpha days. Uh, so I'd make custom wrappers for servers so admins can do certain things easier. Then HMOD came out, started making plugins for that. Didn't really have a whole lot of server experience, so I basically made plugins for other people. And when Bucket came out, I actually started running a set of servers that a friend of mine wanted to start up. I ran those for about five or six years. After that, it's just been running my own plugins, and here we are at Expand, running some of the custom stuff I've written. How did you get involved with this project? Uh, so the other admin, Diet Cola, was actually a player on some of my old servers. He asked me if he could use some of the plugins I've written for my servers on his, and I just asked him if he'd rather I just have me come on and be a programmer as staff. Uh, what were some of these servers that he played on that you now use as plugins for Expand? Um, well, just for anonymous anonymity reasons i would prefer to keep those names separate like this whole oh yeah I, I understand okay yeah. can you at least tell us what plugins have been transferred over um essentially mostly nation lands is probably the biggest one there's also a small ancillary plugin called anti-wall glitch it basically stops people from opening chests interacting with levers through walls and stuff like that oh okay i see yeah uh, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Expand. So for anyone not familiar with it, what is Expand? Uh, Expand is effectively a nation lands server. So that means it's uh, people create nations. They have citizens, officers, leaders, and they essentially maintain their nation. They build, they gather resources, and then they try and attack and steal other people's power so they can expand their nation. Uh, how does uh, this, so it is a plugin, how does this nation plugin work in relation to a player? Uh, so in relation to a player, you can be part of a, only one nation at a time, and you have a rank inside of the nation, you are either a citizen, officer, or leader, and that basically just tells you what things you can do. Like citizens are just like, you know, the average person maybe on a civ server inside of like a town, whereas like a officer is someone who can actually claim land for the nation. And a leader is someone who essentially has all administrative roles inside of the nation. And so what uh, exactly can a player do uh, So, with this plugin uh, as far as like land territory goes? Uh, so there are three different land claiming types. Uh, there's watching land, which when someone that is not in your nation walks into watched land, it'll warn the people in your nation that, hey, this person's trespassing. Ah, kind of like snitches would be in Civ servers. If yes. You're... Okay. Yep. And multiple nations can watch the same land. So that means, you know, you may be watching it, but someone else could also be watching it. Hmm. Yep. Uh, and then after that, there's uh, held territory. So what that does is it essentially makes it so no one else can watch claim or hold the territory themselves so you're saying hey this is kind of mine but there's no block protection anyone can still mine it or blow it up or do whatever they want and lastly there is the claim territory that is land that takes the most amount of power to keep and what that means is it protects your land so people can't directly interact with it so they can't place blocks break blocks however they can launch tnt they can launch fireballs into it so they could burn down your town if they use a dispenser and launch a fireball into your town Ooh, 
Okay. Uh, so I guess first question I want to ask, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned power. What is power? Uh, so when you start on the server, you have a uh, set amount of power you start with and PVP kills are how you steal power from other people. Then you use this power to claim land. So uh, claiming a land section, um, I guess I should describe what a land section is. A land section is a contiguous part of the land that is the same biome. So that is, if there's this forest, you claim the entire forest. It sounds kind of... So I'm trying to picture this in my head then. So it almost sounds like, I guess, if you had like a risk board, I guess. So are you almost claiming... How does how are areas determined, I guess? Areas are to, uh, determined specifically by biome. So if there is a, uh, a set of land that is all desert and like, you know, there's other biomes that border it, when you go to claim something, you're claiming that entire desert. Okay, I see. So how big does a biome usually extend out or does that vary? Well, I can honestly tell you that right now on our server, we have land sections that are as large as one block and ones that are as large as six million blocks. Oh, gee. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there's this deep ocean on the one part of the map that is enormous. Um, and you also mentioned this uh, fireball dispensary. I'm not familiar with that. How does that work? Um, basically, put fireballs in dispensers. It launches the mountains instead of just, you know, dispensing the item on the ground. It's kind of like uh, if you put TNT in. Let okay. Out, let out the lit TNT. But yeah, same thing you can do with TNT cannon. So if you know they build close to the border, you can launch and lob TNT and then go raid their place and steal all the stuff. Uh, I want to make sure I heard you correctly. So you gain power by uh, PvP kills, correct? Yes. So with other players? Yes. Okay. Uh, is there any other way to gain power? Uh, right now, no. We are actually working on a formal war system. Uh, which would allow nations to declare war on each other. Okay, but like, uh, especially when the server launched uh, about a week ago, uh, I first jump into the server. Uh, does that mean I am incentivized to try to kill other players there? Your first incentive is probably either to find some people you want to start a nation with or convince someone to let you into their nation. Okay, and how does yeah. that nation part work? Uh, so what happens is um, a nation leader has to invite you to the nation before you can join. Nations are not open um, and at that point. Or you can create a nation, and it, basically you would be the only person and you would be the leader of the nation. I, rem I, I remember reading uh, like in the plug-in pages and all that, I thought another way to gain power was by how many players you had in your nation. Oh, yes. So player the nation power is determined... Um, interestingly based off the players so um it's not just like you, you add all the power of the players what you do is you add up all the power of the players and then you multiply by the number of players in the nation oh, okay so, so that's how a nation can claim territory yes okay so like the starting power is 2500 which is enough to claim a biome about the size of 10 chunks so not very big uh but if there's two people in the nation they both have 2500 so you do that, so it's 5,000, and you multiply by the number of people, so that's 10,000. So now you've gone from 2,500 to 10,000 just by adding another person. Um, I guess I'm trying to determine the value of power. How much uh, power does it take for, uh, I believe you said the most uh, most expensive one was to claim territory, correct? Yep, and it's one-to-one. -one. So for each block that the biome is sized, it takes that much power. Okay. So if a 
So if a biome is essentially 6,000 blocks in an overhead view, it's 6,000 power. All right. So I'm trying to imagine some strategies with this, with the three abilities that you have. So uh, theoretically, let's say I'm a nation with a decent size, I don't know, like 15 other people. Uh, and I want to, and I'm thinking about expanding territory into this other biome. What would be some of the first steps I would make to do that? If it's something you definitely want, but don't have enough power to claim, you would definitely want to hold it. Because if you hold land and people are watching it, they will no longer get notifications that you are inside of that land. They will have this watch territory that is then useless. Oh, so it's kind of like a fog of war type of thing. Yeah. Element. Okay. I see. Yep. And then later when you have enough power, you can then claim it. You don't have to unclaim it. You just run the claim command and it will convert it from a held territory to a claimed territory. Okay. Uh, so as far as watch goes, so you usually use watch on, like, I'm trying to figure out. So you use watch on, like, either areas bordering your nation or one would be a good time you'd suggest to use watch. The most common I've seen is um, usually based on how the river rivers form inside of Minecraft. They generally form loops. So what you could do is, like, you know, find a river that goes, let's say, pretty far outside of what you want to claim and you watch that territory. And then you know people are going over that river if you see some notifications in game. And so I, I if I understand correctly, there is no like Citadel reinforcement plugin, correct? Correct. That's so what the, that's what the claim territory is for. Okay. Does that also work as like the Bastion one? Um, as so in you can't place blocks if you're not a part of the nation. Oh, yes. Like, uh, almost all interactions with those uh, claimed territories, if you're not in the nation, are stopped. So, like, you know, you can't break blocks, you can't place blocks. Uh, you can't even use pistons to pull blocks out of their territory or push blocks into it. Okay, I see. And mm -hmm. let's say I'm an enemy nation warring with another nation, and I want to try to, you know, eventually claim their territory. How do I go about that if I can't break their break their blocks or grief in their nation. So what you do is you go in there and you try and kill them and lower their power. If someone's power is too low to keep all of their territory, what will happen is another nation can then claim over your territory. I see. Alright. That actually can bring some interesting war elements I haven't really seen in this genre before. That's pretty cool. Uh, what yeah and they're like, like I said, we're trying to actually build a formal war system. And with the way we're looking at doing this is actually having different modes. Like one of the modes is like, you know, oh, we'll just steal power. So if we win this war, we will steal so much power from your nation. Or the another mode would be if we win this war, we're going to steal this land from you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, would that all be in game? That would all be in game. Okay. That's pretty neat. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to another question I have here. Uh, what gave you the idea, or what gave your team the idea to start this server? Um, I'm not sure why Diet wanted to start the server. I wish he could actually be here and talk with us about this. Um, from what I can tell, it was basically with uh, Devoted going, like shutting its doors, and also Civcraft moving from like server to server. Ugh, like yeah. there is this, you know, people might want a server, so he decided to try and pull one up as quickly as possible. Okay, and uh, when did you guys begin work on it, or when did uh, when did you join the team to start work on it? I think I was pulled in about mid to late April, somewhere or not April, sorry, um, February. 
Okay. I was about to say, has this been worked on? Wow. Okay. No, not a year. (laughs) All right. It's it's about to be April. Uh Uh-huh. I see. Uh, So it's been, what, uh, about a bit over a month then, would you say? Yeah, a bit over a month. Okay. Uh, It required uh, some retooling of nation lands. Uh, So this was a plugin that I haven't actually run a server in a long time, like a few years. Uh Uh-huh. So I've slowly worked on a few features here and there, but for this server, I actually had to retool a bunch of things and update it and things like that. What was one of the biggest obstacles you ran into while doing that? Um, I wouldn't say they're obstacles. It's more like he had a certain vision of the server. So I was trying to fit nation lands to what he wanted for the server. I see. So like changing how maybe chat works a little bit, changing, uh, how claiming might work. Like originally the way you would steal someone's land is you would first clear the land and then claim it. And we're moving to switching over to you just claim over top of the land. Now that expand has launched, uh, what has been the general reception to it? Uh, there's definitely been some growing pains. Um, there are some unforeseen bugs in both my code base and in the configuration of uh, plugins, uh, specifically some of the Civcraft plugins that we've pulled in. Um, so unfortunately, a lot of people are a little, let's say, upset about that. I um, see. Right now, I'm currently actually working on fixing the bugs inside of Nation Lands, and we're actually retooling the uh, realistic biomes config and the hidden ore config. And uh, are players playing on it right now, though? Um, the player base has actually dwindled since we first opened. Um, so we're hoping to do a rush of advertisement when we have stuff, I guess, better set up at this point. Makes sense. Uh, any good feedback you guys have received from when the player base was playing it that you're currently working with? Um, actually a ton. They found a lot of bugs and told us about it. We fixed quite a few of them as well. Um, the war system actually was probably one of the biggest ones. Uh, I originally envisioned the war system was kind of this winner take all system where there wasn't these war types. It was just, we're declaring war on you. And if we win, we're stealing all of your power, all of your land, and your nation is destroyed. So like unconditional surrender. Yeah, basically. So, but the player base felt that that was a little extreme in terms of penalties for losing a war. So someone came up with an idea of maybe having these different types. And we've had a few players give input based on this war system. We're actually still kind of iterating, figuring out exactly what we want. Okay. Uh, as a developer, what does uh, your routine look like? So you decide to sit down to get to work. What does it look like from there? Well, so what I do is I sit down and we actually have a private, um, essentially GitHub. It's a different set of software, but basically the same thing. Mm-hmm. And we have a bunch of bugs and issues that we have. And I sit down, figure out what ones I want to work on or which ones I'm currently working on and try and work on them. We actually have set release numbers and th- everything like that. Like right now we're working on Nation Lands version 2.3. We already have in the line of versions 2.3.1 and also 2.4. So we have a, actually a roadmap of what we're doing. So you mainly focus on developing that, planning that out. Do you interact with the player base at all? Uh, yes, I do. Um, I talk to them in our Discord channel. I also talk to them. We actually, I also have a Reddit page set up for the server as well, and I talk with people through there as well. All right. Uh, let's uh, move on to this next part that I'm definitely interested to hear your point of view. So first I, I want to ask, and so the audience understands, do you have any experience with Civ servers as a player? As a player, not much. I think I've logged in maybe a few times. Uh, I have some friends who played on it quite a bit. Um, 
and that's about it. Okay. Uh, I guess I want to compare a little bit uh, of Expand to previous Civ servers, if you understand the history of them well enough. Uh, from what you know, uh, how does Expand compare to Civ Classics, Civ Craft, or Civ X? Um, from what I can tell, it actually makes nations a bit more stable because it allows you to have this territory that people can't edit and you don't have to like constantly re-reinforce things like with citadel well so, like, it sounds like there's less resources involved too like for example there's a lot that goes into just being able to stop people from griefing because of bastions. yes yes um at the same hand though we're also kind of channeling those resources into other things like we uh are redoing the experience system so that way you have to like use factory mod to get experience like really heavily resource wise we are also working towards making so you can actually breach the enchantment levels of certain things so you can get sharpness five through an enchanting table like normal mm -hmm. uh, but we're thinking about adding sharpness six or maybe seven through factory mod with this enormous cost that it would take uh but i guess from a civilization side uh i see nations being a bit more stable uh do you believe this will also encourage a bit more of that civilization experiment um i hope so um and also i th one of the uh things in nation lands that helps with that so there's this notion of signing written books where what happens is a nation leader can take a you know a finalized book which is a written book and they use the nation sign command and what it does is it adds the nation name their name and the dates basically signifying that this person says that this is this document and Ooh. i am signing it so you can actually codify treaties you can codify laws in game inside of books and people know that these are actually for these people that sounds i like i just what i really like about expand from what i've heard so far is just how much focus on in game there is i don't feel like i need to get especially as you just said like a google sheet worked out or uh i guess do you, is there a map in game for people to be able to see other nations or territories uh so i originally had a using the in-game map to show the land sections and stuff like that um the performance wasn't good enough so we actually pulled it out however we do have a dynamic map set up as well how does that so, work or from um, player side once again um so this is one of the few things that is actually would be outside of the client um we use the plugin din map and what it does is it creates essentially a Google images style or Google uh, map style uh, page where you can kind of zoom in and see the entire world. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, uh, we are actually looking to see if we can add um, a different mode of it to show all the land sections and whether they're claimed or unclaimed. Okay. Uh, so now that you guys are, the server is launched and it sounds like you have a lot of work that you need to do, especially a lot of bug fixing. Uh, is there anything in the future that uh, we can get excited about that you're looking forward to unveiling? Um, I would honestly say the biggest thing would be the war system that we're working on. Um, essentially codifying that into the actual server. So there's actually a reason for these nations to exist and maybe try and talk to each other as opposed to just isolating themselves. And I guess my final question is, uh, when everything gets fixed up, uh, right now, how would you convince me or anybody to give Expand a shot? I would say it's a different experience. Um, it may be slightly similar to Civcraft, but it might be something that's more geared towards, I guess, more casual people. 
where like you can come on and join the server and find a nation to be a part of and you don't have to log in every single day to actually make you know games in the server itself all right well thank you for coming on to box talk to talk about expand no problem thanks for having me I know I'll definitely keep a uh, keep a watch and heck maybe I'll join the server in the future. We'll see. That'd be great. Love to see you on. Yes, thank you. And all right, Civ Classic. I am Warm Wizard, and this is Box Talk signing off.